This is Podco Media Networks. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excelius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Our goal is to connect you with real people, with real stories on how they think about bravery in the workplace and examples of how they have demonstrated bravery in the workplace, all with the goal of helping you do the same. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear some past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. We're going to be continuing our conversation today with Allah Hunkins. He's a speaker, facilitator, and author of the recently received book, Cracking the Leadership Code. Let's continue our conversation. Vulnerability, what can you tell us about that as it relates to bravery in the workplace? So vulnerability is this sense of, I'm going to show you a part of myself that isn't so pretty. I'm going to show you me, warts and all. This is the bumps. Because the fact is, look, we're human and we've all made mistakes. We've all been in situations that we're not proud of. And if I can mine the gold from those lessons and share them in an open, honest way, instead of shaming and blaming and guilting myself to the point of, oh, I can't share that because that's going to make me look less than. It's in fact, it's those are the most teachable moments. In fact, what I find is people are hungry for stories to hear about, tell me when you screwed up, because the fact is we all do. And when you admit your vulnerability, what you're doing is you're connecting at a very, very human level. So to me, vulnerability is the sort of source of the basis of empathy. If you're going to ask your team to be honest, you need to model it because the team is only going to go as deep as the leader sets the tone. You know, if I say, so what something that's happened to you, what was the challenge in your in growing up? And I say, well, you know, I didn't really have any challenges. That's pretty much code to tell everyone else to not share very deeply, as opposed to, am I willing to be brave and share something that's really true and deep and honest? Now, I'm not saying this has to turn into group therapy, by the way, but what we are suggesting is reveal something of yourself that's a bit of a stretch, that's going to be putting you in light that makes you look less than perfect, because people trust that. People don't trust the advertising, glossy, photoshopped and airbrushed version of reality. They want truth. Yeah, and it's amazing how many leaders today, when they think of the word vulnerability, equate it with weakness. Yes. I think we're really at the start of the bell curve as it relates to this word vulnerability, which has really entered into the leadership marketplace, maybe in the last three or four years, to some degree, it's still in its infancy. But, you know, until people realize that being vulnerable is a strength, and is a great way to build psychologically safe teams and build trust, people will still equate it with weakness and still avoid it. Yeah, you're right. You know, we are still on the early days of the bell curve, but the good news is growing. I mean, if you look at the work of Brene Brown, I mean, she has very much popularized vulnerability as a concept, much in the same way. If I look, you know, when I was doing this work 10, 15 years ago, if I brought up the term mindfulness or emotions and emotional intelligence, 
people mm-hmm. would look at me like I had two heads. Like, what are you talking? And if you look at it now, I mean, I, one of my clients is a, a mainstream global bank and they have an entire program devoted to mindfulness. So those concepts have gone mainstream. And I'd like to believe that as we move forward into the future, that things like vulnerability will become more mainstream. And if we look also, the fact is, you know, 59% of our global workforce today is Gen Y and, and Gen Z. So as they come up further and further and take over as more of the higher positions, they get this stuff intuitively. And so I love what the millennials and Gen Zs are bringing to the workplace around this sense of be real. There is no work-life balance. There's life. And then how do we embrace it all together? So that's all part of it. Right, right. Fantastic. And how about your last observation about bravery in the workplace, deep honesty? What can you tell us about what you mean there? For me, deep honesty is the willingness to say something that isn't about me being a pleaser or a nice guy, right? So for me, like, and I, I come from a background of being a pleaser, more, much more conflict avoidant and not sharing something. And I think the deep honesty is the willingness to go through the initial, ooh, how am I going to get seen if I share this? They're going to think I don't like them to realize that actually underneath all of this, I care. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I care. I'm willing to share this with someone at a, at a deep level. So deep honesty, you know, it's also having the discernment because some people, you might know people like this who will just be like ruthlessly honest where that's like, well, that's just how I feel. So I'll just talk anyway, you know, I'll just tell people like it is, but they tend to kind of bulldoze over people at the same time. And that's not what I'm talking about when we're saying deep honesty. There has to be a certain level of respect and consideration for the person as you share whatever you're sharing. So that's what I think of when I, when I think of deep honesty. Great. And I don't mean to kind of steal the end of our call at some point, but I always listen to our guests and try to identify key words that listeners can take away from the call to provide additional thought and self-reflection. And so I think deep honesty, vulnerability, and being true to your values are three good hallmark behaviors and concepts that people can use in ways to identify how to be braver in the workplace. Great. Yeah. So, Alan, all of our guests have shared with the podcast a bravery story, something they have done in the past that they think required bravery and the benefits to doing it, or something that they haven't done that they need to do, and some impact that that's having on their career. What's the story that you'd love to share with us today? Sure. So, I want to tell you about the time that I got cursed out in front of a room of 300 flight attendants. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was working, it was a customer service conference, and I was the master of ceremonies, main facilitator for a two day customer service training. But we were kicking off all in one large plenary session, all 300 of them. And they had literally flown in from around the world. And so I was kind of in my high energy MC voice, and I was greeting people as they were coming into the room. And one of the people in the front table said, hey, you know, we just flew in from Japan last night. So we came in. And so if we're falling asleep in the front, 
don't blame the Asian table because we're just, we're just tired. So I said, okay, no, no, we're just joking. It's no big deal. So anyway, I kick off the whole conference. I'm like, good morning. Welcome everyone to our customer service conference. We're so happy to be with you for the next two days. And I'm going on and on. And I say, I know people have traveled from all over the world, right? We've got people from Europe over here. We have the Asian table up here in the front and I keep going on and on. And at a certain point, it's been prearranged that this little local marching band is going to come in and interrupt me. And this is all pre-planned. So they come in and they interrupt me. And while they're doing their little marching band, high energy thing to get the crowd going, this guy from a table up in the front raises his hand. He says, come over here. And I come over to this guy while the marching band's going on. And he says, how dare you? And he starts yelling at me. And immediately I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? And so he keeps going. He says, who the F, and he obviously didn't say F, he finished the word, who the F do you think you are? And you call yourself a facilitator? Who the F do you think? And at this point, my amygdala is just completely, I'm, I'm getting cursed out in front of a room of people. What is this guy? I have no idea what he's talking about. He's like, are you some kind of racist? You call this the Asian table? Do you realize how racist that is? I mean, you wouldn't call that the N-word table, except he didn't say the N-word. He actually said the N-word. And, you know, he's just going on and on. He wouldn't call that. And he started using other epithets, like that table, that, you would, you would who the? And I was just, at this point, all the blood is rushing out of my head because he's just yeah, going, wow. he's, lay, he's laying into me, right? And I just don't know what to do. And this, by the way, is a custom program that I'm doing. So we've just designed this. So I've just like learned this script the night before. We just finished this up. So the designer- this wasn't, this wasn't part of the show? No, this was not part of the show at all. And so my colleague, Cynthia, was in the back of the room. I managed to say, I'm sorry. I, I walked away from this guy and I walked back to Cynthia. I said, Cynthia, this guy just completely cursed me out. This band is going to finish in two minutes what the heck is happening next? Because I don't have a clue what's happening. So at that point, I had two minutes to figure out what I was going to do next. And clearly, a good hundred people in the room had seen this exchange while this was all going on. So I couldn't just ignore the elephant in the room. And at this point, I had this moment. I was like, what am I going to do? I could just continue on like I had planned and just ignore it, or I could deal with it. And that was one of those sweaty palm, pit in the stomach moments of, okay, what can I do? And I really didn't know. And all I could think was, what's actually happening? So I stopped and I took a breath. And as the band finished up, I just turned to the audience and said, so folks, before we continue, I need to pause. So we're here to talk about customer service over these two days. And sometimes in the world of customer service, you screw up, you make mistakes. And you have to try to recover what you did. So before we go on, I need to stop because I just screwed up. I said something that some people may have found offensive. And I am really, really sorry. So if I said something that was offensive to you, please know I really didn't mean it. And I'm hoping that we can move on. Thank you so much. And then I, then I continued on. So what I found was the impact of that. And again, I was just being honest. I was just being real, just trying to deal with it as best as I could. I didn't have any expected outcome. The amazing thing, Ed, was that over the next two days, a number of these flight attendants came over to me in the hallway and they said, hey, I just got to tell you something. Like we've been through a lot of these kind of trainings and usually they're, they kind of feel like they're a bunch of corporate BS, but in that moment when you stood up there and you spoke your truth and apologized to us, that was the most real thing that I've seen around here in a long time. And I really appreciate you doing that. And I have to say, literally 10 different people came over to me to have that conversation. And so what I learned from that was 
in the moment when I think things are going to hell in a handbasket, in the moment where I think, oh, I've completely screwed up and that little shaming kid is like going, oh no, this is a mistake. I'm never going to recover. If I can just be brave and honest and vulnerable in those moments, I will connect with people because what they're seeing is real and they recognize themselves in me. So that's, that's my story. One of the reasons I love speaking with people like you is that you frame a story in a way different than other people have. Most of our guests that we've had on the show, and they've been fantastic, have talked about acts of bravery that they needed to do and they needed to create it and practice it and go do it. You're talking a little bit about a bravery event that's a little bit different, which is something that happened to you unexpectedly, right? Yeah. You're there doing something, you thought it was going well, and next thing you know, suddenly in the midst of it, this event happens. And so this requires bravery as well, because you could have either ignored it, which probably wasn't brave, and just kept going on and never addressed it. But you did something significantly different, which was pause, self-reflect, probably all in a very quick you know, few moments, and take a stab at saying what you said and you know, as you said, be true to your values, right? And if there's something that I said that has been misinterpreted, you know, I want to apologize for that. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And for me, I didn't plan that day to happen that way. The test for us is practicing and getting clear on the value. So when those tests come up, that you know who you are, much I think in the same way that, you know, given what we're all facing globally with this pandemic going on is that in some ways a lot of our values are being tested because we don't know how this is going to shake out. So getting clear on what's really important. This is one of those moments of pause where we get to stop and reflect and really start to sharpen our own focus on what those things might be. Well, again, fantastic story. Allah, thank you for sharing it. Sure. My and pleasure. I want to refresh for our listeners this concept, right, that I just shared, which is Bravery isn't just about things that you need to do or say that you haven't done or said, but it might also be reacting in the moment in a proactive way, which is doing things like pausing, self-reflecting, attaching yourself to your values, and then going down the path that your heart and mind tells you is the right path to go. And sometimes, and oftentimes, that takes a significant amount of bravery because you're now venturing off the territory you didn't anticipate. And you never know where it's going to take you, yeah. but you hope based on your values and your vulnerability and your honesty that it's going to take you to a great place. So, you know, uh, thank you again for sharing that. You're most welcome. Thanks, Ed. So this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for sharing your perceptions on bravery. We look forward to reading your forthcoming book, Cracking the Leadership Code, which is coming out on the 24th. How about people reaching out and connecting with you? What are some ways folks can get in touch with you? Sure. Probably the easiest place to find me is to go to the book webpage, which is www.crackingtheleadershipcode.com, which is actually a sublink of my homepage, which is Alain Hunkins. But since my first name is harder to spell, easier to stick with crackingtheleadershipcode.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Alain, A-L-A-I-N, Hunkins, H-U-N-K-I-N-S. And I'm happy to connect. And you can learn more about all of the work that I do to help people become stronger leaders there. Thanks. Fantastic. Allah, thank you again. Sure. Thank you, Ed. It's been a pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also welcome you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com. 
and or download and listen to our podcast on CastBox, Overcast, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify, Pandora. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.